Did you hear my announcement? I made a big decision. It was a hard decision, but it feels right. If you have been following along for the last probably two years or so, you have heard me say that I don't know how long I will do this for. And when I say this, I'm referring to the membership and coaching. I have felt conflicted and torn. As life has evolved, my wants and my needs have changed. There is just so much that I want to do. My priorities are shifting and I need to make space for what's next. So here's the deal. People often ask me what stepmom resources I listen to. They want to know what books I read, but I don't listen to any stepmom podcasts and I don't read any stepmom books. I don't seek out stepmom support because I have all the tools I need to ride out the ebbs and flows of step family life. I've done the work. A lawyer's letter, or a teenage attitude, or not being on the same page as my partner, different parenting values, mounting lawyer's bills, feeling good enough until I'm not. I still experience all of these things, but they don't knock me down like they used to. I have the tools to get out of the trenches, to keep perspective, and thrive amongst the extra stress. And I want to help you get here too. I don't want you to need stepmom support anymore. I want you to get to the point where you feel like you are the expert on your own life. I could go on, but to make a long story a little less long, here is what I've decided. I am going to run my membership, the exclusive Stepmom community, for one more year. Just one more year. For the next year, I am going balls to the walls with the intention of getting as many stepmoms as possible to where I am now. I am not perfect. I still slip up. Stepmom life still feels hard. But I'm in control of my life. I've improved relationships. I have strong boundaries. And I feel confident in how I show up. My hands don't shake. I don't lose sleep. I don't fight with my husband. I don't have gut-wrenching anxiety before a week on. Being a stepmom is never going to be easy. But it doesn't need to feel so hard. I don't want it to feel so hard for you. So for the next 12 months, the exclusive stepmom community is going to be an exclusive space where I share everything that stepmoms need to live a kick-ass life amongst the extra stress. I am about to share it all. So members get access to monthly coaching workshops, office hours, private forum, interviews with experts, tell-all podcast episodes, virtual stepmom nights in, listen in on coaching calls, you get discount on coaching for one more year. You also get a library of content and a place to go when you are struggling. Dealing with a high conflict ex, setting boundaries, having an ours baby, getting the spark back in your marriage, estate planning, dealing with lawyer's letters, preparing for court, improving your relationship with your stepkids. I am going to help you navigate it all. I'm committed to one more year in this membership. One year from now, I want you to feel so confident in your mindset, your perspective, and strategies that you'll feel okay walking it on your own. If you're not a member and want this to be the year that everything changes, get your arse in there. Invest in yourself, your family, and your mental health. www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash membership to join. That's www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash membership. Enrollment is open for a limited time. One more year. Hey there, it's Jamie Scrimger here, and you're listening to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm a wife, a mom, a stepmom, a coach, a conversation opener, and a BS caller. Eight years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Look, don't get me wrong. I was madly in love. The kids were great. But being a stepmom is, well, it's just complicated. If you know, you know. 
As a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I went to the internet for support. But I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support I was looking for. Raw, real, solution-focused conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard. But it's entirely possible to thrive amongst the tough stuff. Each week, I will bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Kick-Ass Stepmom podcast. Today, you're in for a treat. You are going to listen in on a conversation that I had with a fellow stepmom, Kim Rose from Imperfectly Perfect Family on Instagram. Now, Kim is a gem, and I am just pumped to share this episode with you. I know that I have said this before, but here's the thing, guys. I love the big name guests that we get to have conversations with on here. I'm just grateful for that. But what I really love is connecting with like-minded stepmoms and, you know, having these raw and real conversations about how things really feel. It helps me and it helps you guys realize that all the feelings that we have and the struggles that we have and some of the BS that we deal with, well, we're just not alone. And even though everyone has their own unique situations, there are very common themes. Now, Kim is going to give us the lowdown on her story in the episode, so we'll skip that part. But in this episode, we talk about resentment. We talk about her positive relationship with her ex, the parallel parenting relationship that she has with her partner's ex, lessons learned, the struggles that she's had, and why sometimes you've got to show up even when you've been asked not to. Now, before we get to this episode, I do want to say something that I have been wanting to say for a while, but haven't quite figured out how. So I'm just going to say it. When I first started this podcast, it was called the Jamie Scrimger Podcast. And every Monday morning when episodes were released, I would get screenshots and shares on social media from stepmoms who were tuning into the show. And it was the best. It was just such a great way for me to see who was listening and to carry on these conversations over in the DMs. And then about a year ago, I did a course on podcasting and it was all about how to take this to the next level, actually make money instead of losing money, creating the show, how to work with brands that you love, how to grow your community. And part of the recommendations was that I changed the name of the show and create a show with a title that has a keyword in it, if that makes sense. So keywords meaning stepmom so that people know what the show is about when they see it. And then when someone is searching online for, say, a stepmom podcast, I would come up. So I changed the name to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast because, as you know, my mission is to show stepmoms how to live a kick-ass life amongst all the extra stress. But here's what's happened. The show numbers have grown. The community is growing. Our searches are, you know, increasing. But listeners have stopped sharing on social. And I know why because there is still such a huge stigma against stepmoms. Stepmoms are still looked down upon for searching for stepmom support or engaging in communities online. Moms are encouraged to keep it real, but stepmoms are not. I've had a number of stepmoms reach out to me and say that their husband's ex has found out that they were following me and were upset about it, or that they were in a stepmom group and are embarrassed and they don't want anyone to know. And I'm gonna call bullshit on this, and I'm gonna call on you guys to help me squash that double standard. Searching for stepmom support is not something to be embarrassed about. Listening to a stepmom podcast is not something to be embarrassed about. Spreading the word about positive conversations that stepmoms are having will help change these conversations around stepmoms. 
When I started this community, I did it because I was disappointed in the narrative around stepmoms and was disappointed in the type of support out there. Almost every day, I get messages from stepmoms thanking me for the conversations that you guys are helping me create. This is the stuff that needs to be shared. Stepmom support isn't just a bunch of stepmoms sitting around bitching about the ex. That's the stigma. That's the stereotype. That's what people think. And it's not true. There's nothing to be ashamed of in seeking out support and tips and strategies on how to show up better for your family and for yourself. So if you have thought about sharing this out on social and have thought about helping to spread the word and then you were like, oh, I don't know. I don't want anyone to know that I'm listening to this. I really want you to think about what I just said there. And if you are sharing, thank you. Thank you, thank you. You are helping me on my mission to debunk the evil stepmom stereotype and normalize this stuff. We are not doing anything wrong here. Like I said, we're just over here trying to show up the best way we can for ourselves, our partners, and the kids. Think about it. Now, to the episode. Let's dive in. Kim, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. I can't believe that you wanted me here. I don't know. This is, it's just, it's just a surprising thing to happen to, you know, kind of just like your everyday stepmom, which is what I feel I am. Yeah. Well, you're not just an everyday stepmom. You are creating some really great TikToks and content about stepmom life and having some really important conversations online. So that's, you know, I think the first time I stumbled across your Instagram, I was like, yep, I'm going to need to talk to her. This is my new online stepmom friend. She doesn't even know it yet. So I've really resonated with just your approach and your humor and how you, you know, go about talking about what can be a really stressful situation. Thank you so much for all those sweet compliments. But yeah, I think when I started this two years ago, you know, kind of posting publicly on Instagram, my purpose behind it was to normalize normal stepmom feelings. You know, I think it's taboo to talk about stepmom feelings and whether they're real or valid because, you know, we're always kind of behind the parents. And so I just, I don't know, I was, you know, kind of battling my own inner struggles and, and I felt like I didn't have anybody who could relate to me. So I reached out to social media and, you know, that's where I found you and so many other inspiring stepmoms where I, you know, I felt comfortable kind of being vulnerable and, and sharing some of my, you know, deepest, darkest secrets, if you will, as a stepmom. Yeah. Well, there's no better place to share your stepmom secrets than social media, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> so I think to start, I'd love to hear a little bit about your family and your family dynamic. Cause you brought children from our child from a previous marriage. So did your partner and you have an ours baby together. Yeah, that's exactly it. My husband and I met in 2014. I had a two-year-old son. He also had a two-year-old daughter. You know, we had just gotten out of a relationship and we were in the beginning stages of navigating co-parenting and we dated. Um, we ended up getting married in 2016. We had our own child who is now five. And so we're a family of three you know, and at any given day, we might have one, two or three kids in our house, you know, depending on, on the time sharing schedule. 
So today I have a nine-year-old athletic, super smart son that I share 50-50 custody with his dad. And my husband has a nine-year-old daughter who is beautiful and talented. And he shares about 30-70 custody with his ex. And, you know, the kids get along just like any other siblings get along. They fight just like any other siblings, you know. We just don't deal with it every day like most do. You know, another very important part of our family dynamic is my son's dad. You know, my husband and I find him to be a very, very important part of how our family operates. You know, over the past six years, we have developed a strong and respectful relationship between each other. He's involved in our day-to-day activities. We spend holidays together. Um, he's even on my my daughter's school pickup list. You know, so we get along. We make that a priority and our kids, you know, benefit from seeing that. Yeah, that's interesting. And then so on the flip side, from what you've shared, the relationship with your stepdaughter's mom is just a different, just a different dynamic. And, you know, what works for one family, I guess, may not work for the other. So can you share just a little bit about how that is just a different dynamic in terms of how you guys show up for the kids? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So my son's dad, like I said, I mean, he is a crucial part of our family and he can walk into the house. He often does (laughs) without knocking and just kind of shows up and he'll hang out for a few hours, play catch with our son or play Barbies with my daughter. You know, it's just kind of a very smooth co-parenting relationship. And I completely understand that that is not the norm. Like I'm fully aware of how lucky we are. But yeah, with my husband's ex, you know, they have a lot of past that I think affected and directed kind of their co-parenting relationship. And so with that, it's a very strict parallel parenting kind of relationship. They, you know, they went through their share of some custody cases you know, that were not easy or pleasant for anyone. I think now they're at this point where they realize that having very strict boundaries and borders, if you will, I guess, boundaries, you know, that is what works best for them. That's what keeps the peace in the family. The parallel parenting kind of relationship that they have is is different from what I am used to. So for me personally, it was very difficult and kind of still is, to be honest, to kind of grasp how, you know, the communication is, you know, strictly through a court-ordered app. And, you know, there's no interaction at drop off and pick up or, you know, everything's documented or screenshotted. You know, that is a tough concept for me. And it was really difficult to kind of work through, but I know that that is what is needed in order to keep my stepdaughter, you know, their daughter's priorities first. And I respect that wholeheartedly. It's just different because my kids and even my stepdaughter see the relationship we all have with my son's dad. And it is the complete opposite with her. And, you know, in particular with my daughter, my five-year-old daughter, I have to explain a lot of that stuff. You know, she'll ask, you know, why doesn't Sissy's mommy 
come inside? You know, can she come in and play? You know, and I just kind of have to explain that stuff to her because obviously, you know, she doesn't get it. Yeah. I love that you say that too, because I know I get a lot of questions from stepmoms who are saying, how do I explain this, the dynamics of a relationship with, to the kids, like to our ours baby, like they just don't understand. And I know there's a lot of stepmoms and actually they're the mom in this case who decide to just lie and kind of like make up a story. So, cause they don't feel like their kids can handle it or that they should know about it. But I disagree. I feel like it's really important to provide this age appropriate explanation because the kids have a right to know and they're going to figure it out. And we have to normalize this, right? Like this is the, the reality for so many families. There's nothing to be ashamed of here. hundred percent. Yes. I mean, yeah, I try to explain in a way that my kids understand. I mean, you know, my son used to ask questions too, but he obviously we've been doing this for quite a while now, so he gets it now. But yeah, I mean, it's like you said, nothing to be ashamed of this. You know, every family operates how they operate. You know, we all blend how we blend and, you know, some families blend, if you will, better than others. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I always say there's no one size fits all approach. And sometimes the healthiest relationship is no relationship at all. And that seems to be what works for you guys. I often, I talk about this a lot lately because it's something that's been really been grinding my gears. Whenever there's those co-parenting like viral posts on Facebook where, you know, very similar to the type of relationship that you and your ex have, I get all of these messages saying, well, this is how it should be, right? Like everyone should be, and it's typically people who aren't in a step family situation. Yeah. You know what? That would be really nice for everyone, but there's a lot of things, a lot of processing, a lot of maturity, a lot of long game perspective. There's so much that has to happen for someone in their own personal growth to get to that point. And not everyone is going to get there. Not everyone is there. And sometimes there are toxic people and it's best not to have a relationship with them. Like it's just, it is what it is. Absolutely. And I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about with those, you know, co-parenting videos. You know, I see that on TikTok. I see, you know, and I mean, they are, they warm your heart. It's amazing. But I am fully aware, you know, that is not the norm. And I, you know, my relationship with my ex, my son's dad, I'm proud of, but I don't want to shove that down anybody's throat. You know, I don't want to make that the norm because that's not, I don't think there is a norm. There shouldn't be a norm, you know, in this because with a blended family, I mean, there are so many variables that no one family, you know, operates the same from the next to the next, you know, there's no step family rule book out there that we can follow. You know, you just have to do what works in your house. Totally. If you have been to my website in the last couple of months, you will have noticed that it is totally revamped in the best possible way. I have been asked so many times who I hired to do my website. And the answer is me. I used one of Tonic Sight Shop's templates and guys, every time I go to my website, I am in awe that I did it on my own. Tonic's show it templates are fully customizable, gorgeous on any device with a seamless WordPress blog to match and SEO power that will blow your mind. There's no code, no tears, no limits. 
I know people who have spent thousands of dollars on customized websites and ended up feeling disappointed, but with Tonic, you do not have to search high and low for the right designer or spend endless hours, money, and bottles of wine trying to nail down your online presence. You just download your template, upload it to show it, customize it to fit your online brand, and bam, you've got a gorgeous user-friendly website. Now, I have been blogging and podcasting for several years now, and I had a lot of content that I needed to switch over to WordPress from my previous provider, so I was a little reluctant to make the switch. I didn't want to mess any of the links up or the content that I've shared over the years, but it was so simple. Show It took care of the switch, and all my content was moved over to WordPress. No big deal. On my old provider, I felt stuck with the template. I wanted to move things around and change fonts, but I couldn't, it was so complicated. But Tonic Site Shop's templates are incredibly user-friendly with just drag and drop design. And you can customize anything, fonts, colors, layouts, like endless options. And it looks good on every device. No more saying, really, it looks way better on the computer. It looks great on mobile too. So when I decided to redesign my website, I wanted to create a user-friendly experience for you guys. I wanted you to be able to navigate the website seamlessly, get all the information that you needed and feel like you were personally connecting with me as you scroll through the page. I feel like I've done that and more. My only regret is that I didn't do this sooner. So if you are ready for a website that feels like it was made for you, because it kind of was, I have a code for you. So you can use the code KICKASSSTEPMOM for 20% off your template. Head to www.tonicsiteshop.com and use the code KICKASSSTEPMOM, all caps, for 20% off your template. The hardest part will be choosing what template you want because they are all freaking gorgeous. Kick-ass stepmom for 20% off any website template. You're welcome. Now you have posted something online. It says, I love when stepmoms realize that they are not asking for too much. Can you unpack that for me? Yeah. So gosh, I mean, you know, being a stepmom is really about finding balance amidst, you know, chaos and, and confusion and knowing where your, you know, your role is and, you know, it's wanting to feel accepted and respected and appreciated, but also knowing that if you ask for all of that, you're probably asking for too much, you know, and you're likely not going to get all threes. And I don't know, I feel, you know, just me specifically, I mean, I went through this, many new stepmoms or moms who just kind of want to keep everyone happy won't speak up when they're being taken advantage of or, you know, treated a certain way or they need a break or they just need somebody to talk to. You know, it goes against the grain for a stepmom to speak out and ask for what they deserve because generally, I feel, you know, society thinks, well, you knew what you were getting into. You know, you knew where your role was. And so I feel that generally it is just hard for a stepmom to speak out and speak truthfully about how damn hard it is to be a stepmom, you know, the struggles we face. And I just love seeing stepmoms see and know their worth, you know, whether it, you know, is this feeling that just kind of, comes out of nowhere or they, you know, they learn it after, you know, five years, whatever. But when they finally realize that 
they're not asking for too much and put that confidence out there to inspire other stepmoms. That's really how I, you know, kind of got into this is, you know, I would see these other stepmoms kind of speak out, speak their truth and share that it is okay to feel this way. And it's okay to ask for a break or to say, no, this, you know, is not something that I'm going to do. I'm not going to drop off. I'm not going to pick up whatever it is. I just feel that it is so important for a stepmom to have their own voice. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And I think when they do, there's, there's a huge fear for stepmoms when they, they don't want to speak up. So many times in my membership, I'm like, well, have you talked to your partner about how you're feeling? Well, no. Well, that's the first step, right? You need to go in and say, look, this does not work for me. This is not working for me in my life. And yes, you come in and yes, there's this co-parenting arrangement that you had nothing to do with creating. And yes, there's so many things that are outside of your control, but there's so much that you can control. And you can say, you know what? That's not going to fly for me. And you're going to get some backlash if it's not something that you've done since the very beginning. Like typically you set boundaries with someone. There's always this push, right? But then after, you know, everything calms down, you're going to be so glad that you did because the way you show up, the way you feel, the way your family, you know, responds to you, just, it changes the game. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, you saying, you know, have you spoken to your husband? You know, have you talked about these things, you know, that you need or don't need in your relationship? You know, I also think it's very important to be open-minded for that in return. I can't tell you how many times my husband has has said, you know, babe, I just need you to back off. That hurts, you know? I mean, cause like, I'm just trying to come from a place of love and, and slightly control, <laughs> but you have to be open to that. You know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna put out there that, you know, this is what I need, you also in return have to be open to receive what your partner needs from you as a stepmom. Yeah, 100%. And it's hard. And you talk about this too, talking about the resentment piece, right? You struggled with having some resentment about the baggage that he brought into your marriage. And you had to process through that. And, you know, very much the same. There's so many things where I'm like, gosh, like, thanks so much for all of this extra stress, Darren. Like, this is awesome. I appreciate, like, why did you get us into this situation? How have you been able to move forward from that resentment? Because you can hang out in that pissed off place for a long time and it can be a dark place. Yeah, it definitely can. I mean, to be completely honest, you know, I don't think I have 100% moved past it. I, I don't know. I mean, knowing that your husband has this history, you know, that is going to follow you as well, you know, for years to come is a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. And I know for me, there's days when I still feel resentful. And I do think that stepmoms think that they're just going to overcome these things, that it's never going to affect them once they get to this certain point. And it's not true. It's just not true. There are days when I feel resentment. There are days when I feel overwhelmed. There are days where I'm like, what did you get us into? Like, why is this our life? Right? Like, why does it have to be so hard? I think the key is just to not hang out in that place all day, right? Like you do need to give yourself the time to 
feel those feelings because they're real. You are a human being. These are real emotions. And I think that we really need to dive into those triggers and dive into those emotions and, and just accept them that this is how we feel. But then just having that like solution focused next step. So how am I going to still have a good day? Maybe today is not great, but tomorrow is going to be better. Or how can we minimize the impact that this is having on our life? Like what do we have control over? And I know for me, that helps so, so much. I definitely am still working through the resentment piece. I mean, I don't, it's maybe not resentment anymore. It's like a couple levels below that. (laughs) I have been working on, you know, sorting through a lot of feelings. Today, I am not the same person. I'm not the same stepmom. I was six years ago when I, when I officially, if you will, became a stepmom, you know, at that time, everything was changing. Everybody's lives were being affected. My son, you know, myself, and, you know, I mentioned that in the post, you know, I, I just, I wasn't ready for such a big change and for so many things to be out of my control and to kind of trickle into our house. And today it's still there. You know, I mean, and by it's, it's still there is the relationship with his ex hasn't gone away. You know, you know, we have his daughter here regularly. I still, you know, work with his past, but it's not affecting us the way it used to. Um, And I don't know if it's just because we've gotten used to it or I've actually, you know, learned a few things along the way. No, I still mess up. I still get stuck in those periods where I am just like, why? Why is this happening? I don't want to continue doing this anymore. But you know, the good days 100% outweigh the bad days. You know, my husband is so open to talking with me about things. And, you know, when I'm having a bad day or I'm stuck in my feelings, he's there to help pull me out. And I don't know, resentment is, you know, as a stepmom is a tough, tough thing to get over. And, and I truly, I mean, I don't know if you ever get over you know, kind of that whole, what's been brought into your world and, you know, now becomes a part of, you know, your day-to-day activities. I like to think about it as like white noise, right? Like, you know, just like that white noise, or if your kid has a sound machine, stepmom life is like that, right? Your stepmom stressors or your resentment or whatever. So it's always there. Like, it's always like the white noise in the background. Many times you can just like go through life and you don't really hear it. You don't really notice it. And then there's other times when it's all you can freaking hear. I came up with that analogy the other day when I was writing this email to stepmoms in my community, blah, blah, blah. And I I wrote that and I'm like, whoa, Jamie, yes, that is so true, right? It just kind of came out. But that's just been this analogy for me. Yes. Right? It's, It's like all you can freaking hear. And I don't, I don't know the answer, right? You know, we're gonna be 10 years in. There are still days where I'm consumed by things. I get knocked on my ass for less time, right? I still get kicked down, but I get up quicker and quicker. You know, last week I had times when I reacted and probably not my shiniest way. I'm pretty sure I don't regret it though. If I were to 
be completely honest because sometimes I do think things need to be said and you need to say like, can you fark off? But it's hard. Like it just, ne- it just never really goes away. Yeah. It's always there. And then there is something that triggers it. And, you know, it's just, you went from a one to a nine. Real freaking quick. Yeah. And you can't get away from it. I totally feel you. I was talking to my girlfriend the other day. So I sent a text message, which I never would do. And it was just, I had had this enough is enough. And so I was talking to my girlfriend and she had said, don't say anything. And I'm like, too late. (laughs) And she goes, oh, okay. Do you feel like you would have said that if you waited 24 hours? And I said, yes, but I probably would have worded it differently. But yes, the message is the same. Like, I think my grammar would have been better, actually, because that was emotional. And she's like, okay, well, if you would have said that 24 hours later, then fair enough. But we were laughing about it. She's like, oh, I can't believe you just sent that. I was like, I am freaking done. But here's the thing. Should I have? Do you engage with people? Do you, like, does it add fuel to the fire? I don't know. But, you know, sometimes you just got to say something because you have to figure out how to advocate for yourself and your family too, because you, you matter too. And your opinion matters too. And you have a say. Couldn't agree more. Like I said, I mean, for whatever reason, you know, society thinks stepmoms sit back, take whatever's handed to them. And you, you, you really, you don't speak out. You don't stand up to certain people, but Damn it. I mean, we're all humans. I mean, we all deserve respect. You know, why is it? And and this is just something I can't grasp is right. Like as stepmoms, we do way more than say a teacher or a coach does. Yet they're able to give constructive criticism, offer suggestions, things like that. But if it comes from a stepmom, It is, that's disrespectful. We're out of line. But I just, I don't understand that paradigm. I mean, we are just talking about what's best for our stepkid, our kids, our family, everybody. It's not to point fingers. It's not to start an argument. It's it's nothing like that. It, It blows my mind that we have to be hushed. You're supposed to know your place, right? So as a stepmom, you are supposed to treat your ki- treat your stepkids like they're your own, but don't treat them like they're your own because you don't want to overstep their mom. But you need to make sure you act like a real parent because stepmoms are a real parent, but you're actually not a real parent. So, you know, you really need to know your place. So if you're too involved, you're overstepping and not respecting the mom. But if you aren't involved enough, then you're not taking your role seriously. So it's no wonder stepmoms don't know what the hell to do. Please, please confirm this for me. I don't understand. <laughs> so, so true. I mean, we really have no clue what we can and can't do. It's just we live in this constant gray area. And, you know, we're just expected to be mind readers, you know, and kind of know when we're allowed to speak out and when we're not, when we're allowed to step in and when we're supposed to step back. Like, You are 100% right. We really, I don't think we'll ever truly know our place and it will never fall in line with anybody else's kind of vision of what our place is. 
Totally. Yeah. And I think that's why you have to be the expert on your own life, right? Like, so what works for you and your family in your own home and just kind of screw everyone else. So I would love to unpack this. This is very interesting, very similar to what we're just talking. So you said, shout out to all the stepmoms who continue to show up, even though they have been asked not to love it. I freaking love that. So can you unpack that for me? You're like, oh gosh, buckle up. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can take it really anyway. It could be in a outside your home kind of situation. Like you're not allowed to come to this event, but you go anyway, because who is somebody else to tell you you can't go, you know, when your stepkid has specifically asked, you know, can you be there? A lot of stepmoms are told, listen, you need to just stay out of it. You know, you're, you're kind of just a cheerleader, if you will, but you're, you're more than that. I mean, you are more than that. So when somebody says, Hey, this is your job and this is your job only. And that doesn't match what you know to be true and to be honest and to fall in line with what your stepkid needs you know, shout out to you for, and, and deciding, no, I have a, I have a bigger role in this. You know, I'm not just this person who sits on the sidelines and, you know, kind of watches everything unfold. Totally. Especially if that's what your stepkid wants too. Exactly. I mean, I have hundred percent been in that situation and, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, get too deep into it, but, you know, I have in the past, been asked to not be present for certain things and it stings, but that's, you know, that's like me being selfish. But when my step kid says, daddy's not able to be there. Can you be there? How do I say no to that? I'm going to be there to support, to support her. But in the moment, that's what felt right. That's what I know was right. Just kind of like a way to go stepmom for knowing your worth in your stepkids' life and in your family's life. I love it. I think that's so important. And again, you know what? It's not about you. It's about what you represent. It's about their fears and their insecurities and their own triggers and their own journey. And it's hard. It really is hard. But I think at the end of the day, even if co-parents or parallel parents don't want to have a relationship with each other, they need to respect that that might not be true for their kid, right? Their kid might be really liking this stepmom. Their kid might really love this stepmom. And that's where it gets so confusing for these kids because when they're told they're not supposed to like someone or they're not supposed to have this relationship or want this support, but yet they have to spend so much time in their family, what these parents who are putting this pressure on their kid or saying you can't have this certain role they're making them so uncomfortable. Like these kids are being torn between like the loyalty of their mom and then like actually kind of liking their stepmom and trying to figure out how to navigate this situation. So I really wish that a lot of the parents who are doing this and who have this mentality, which is fine. Again, sometimes no relationship is the healthiest relationship of all, but that's not always true for the kids. Like let them make their own decisions and let them have more people to love them. Like, you don't have to like her, but man, like let them be, feel safe and secure and know that there's more people in their corner who love them. 
end of story. Cause it's, it's almost like emotional abuse and, and people are going to probably write me and say that was a bit much, Jamie, but it's not a bit much. It's emotional abuse. Like there are kids who on transition day come from moms to dads and the dad's house. It's like trying to accommodate these kids in this transition day. And this is also true for like, I, I'm not using inclusive language here. And I recognize that and I apologize. But if you're going to your stepmom's house or your other parent's house, there's this discomfort and they're like, okay, well, I think you're kind of cool, but like mom says I shouldn't like you. So this is really awkward. So I'm going to go to my room. I'm going to have more attitude. I'm going to be, I'm going to have all of these issues because I don't know who, who to please here. And that's why transition days are so hard. And it takes them a couple of days to finally find their groove. That is not okay for kids. Kids should always feel safe and comfortable and loved in whatever house that they are in. And they should feel safe to show up how they want to show up. And I just wish people would get that. I completely agree. I mean, you know, at least for me, I think thankfully my stepdaughter, it used to be difficult when she was two, three, four. It was a very difficult transition for her. But now um, I think she feels at home when she gets here. But, you know, when she leaves, I can kind of start seeing her changing. You know, I mean, she knows that she's leaving a different environment. She's kind of got to get prepared to leave and, you know, flip from daddy's little girl to mommy's little girl, you know? And I can't imagine how hard that must be on a kid, you know, to kind of go from one house to the next especially at least in my situation with, you know, my husband and his daughter. I mean, he sees her every 12 days. I mean, there is no fluidity, if you will. You know, it's just like this abrupt stop and end. And she handles it really, really well now. But, you know, there are just still some days where it's still tough. I mean, just this past weekend, I mean, she did not want to leave our house and it was tough on her. I mean, she was crying and, you know, she just wanted to stay one more day. And, you know, unfortunately that couldn't happen. You know, they live 45 minutes away. She had school the next morning, but I recognize and empathize with her and all the other stepkids, you know, that have to have that sharp transition. You know, I, 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 I think we definitely try to acknowledge that, you know, when she comes back to our house, you know, that we kind of have to make accommodations and, you know, just make her feel at home because unfortunately this is kind of her home away from home because she's not with us regularly. Well, it sounds like you are doing a great job and she is very lucky to have you. And I'm just really grateful that you're sharing this story because you have a lot of great tips. And here's the thing, like, you know, we can sit here and try to pretend like everything is fine and like we're not going through anything, but I don't think that's going to help anyone. And hey, the moms are encouraged to keep it real and be open and honest about all the things. So I think it's really great that stepmoms are starting to feel comfortable enough to do the same because that's where change is going to happen. I completely, completely agree. Actually, that was like something I thought about the other day is, you know, as a society, we're kind of finally normalizing moms not having their shit together and being kind of hot messes, 
damn it. I mean, us stepmoms are right there with, with them. You know, I mean, we don't have it all together. We don't a hundred percent know what we're doing. We're messing up and it's okay. You know, like there's, it's completely normal and let's just support each other. Mm-hmm. And I'll just show up for these kids. Let's, let's just all show up and raise great kids. Happy, yes. safe, good human. I love it. Kind children. Well, thank you so much, Ken. This is so good. I'm glad we were able to make this happen. And I will send everyone all over to your Instagram. You're at Perfectly Imperfect Family. Your Instagram is definitely one of my favorites. So thank you so much. You are the sweetest. I love you so much. You were the first person that I found on Instagram that spoke to me, like that finally kind of was putting out there what I was feeling and didn't know how to express. I can't say it enough. Like, honestly, I mean, you, you gave me a voice that I didn't have. I didn't know I could use. And so since we're in this moment, I figured I would just let you know. (laughs) (laughs) That was a big moment. Thank you. I feel like I'm going to cry. That literally makes my day. That's the best compliment ever. Well, thank you so much for having me, Amy. All right. Thank you so much, Kim. That's it for this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, and if the podcast has been resonating with you, I would be forever grateful if you would head on over to iTunes and give the show a rating and a review. And if you know someone who would benefit from listening to this episode, be sure to send it their way. Now, if you are craving more, head to my website, jamiescrimger.com. There are lots of blog posts and podcast episodes and resources available for you over there. And if you really want to dive in, I do take on a limited number of coaching clients every month. So you can book one call or work with me for three months. Either way, we will create an individualized plan for your unique stepfamily situation. Remember, sitting around biatching about how hard being a stepmom is won't make being a stepmom any easier. If you want change in your life, it has to start with you. Chat with you next week.